I sat alone in my cell. I now sat on a heavy bench, some five feet in length, before a stout rectangular table. These things had been put in the cell for me. I wore a light repcloth slave tunic. On the floor, on straw, was a blanket which I had been given. Though the cell door was locked, I was not chained. On the table was a bowl of cheap wine, some wedges of yellow bread, and a wooden bowl containing vegetables and chunks of meat. Today I had been appraised. I was still furious with the shame of it. I was not a woman. Then I smiled to myself. The thought had been almost Gorean. I reminded myself I was a man of earth. How shameful, too, must be such an ordeal for a woman. How piteous it was that such fair beauties should be enslaved for the pleasures of masters. I wished I owned one. Then, of course, I thrust the thought from my mind. I chewed on a piece of meat and drank from the shallow, chipped bowl of clay which contained the wine. My thoughts were mixed and troubled. Today I had been appraised. I was confident now that I would not be kept much longer in the pens. But I did not even know the location of the pens. I did not even know the city in which I was kept. Curiosity, I had been told, was not becoming in a slave. I smiled to myself. How far away seemed earth now with its pettiness and vanity. I was not even for some reason miserable that I had been brought to gore. I did not understand clearly why this should be. Surely my condition was shameful, and I had much to fear. Surely, in many ways, it was a horrifying world to which I had been brought. I remembered the sleen. I had felt the whip. Yet I was not truly unhappy. Earth had been a country of pollutions and poisons. The very air men breathed there, the very food they ate, contained recognized but incredibly not removed toxic elements. It was impossible, really, to do anything about such things, I had gathered. What an incredible world Earth was. Could it not understand that the environmental criminal was far more dangerous than the lonely madman or assassin? That his crime affected not isolated tragic victims, but communities, a planet, unborn generations? Was his profit so sacred, truly? Was it truly more precious than lives and the future? The men of Earth congratulated themselves smugly on the power of their democracies, in which the people purportedly ruled. But if the people truly ruled, why and how could their planet's processes proceed in such obvious ways, inimical to their welfare? How could their world be so miserable for the people, if they were truly kings within it? But perhaps they were not kings within it. Perhaps they have only been told they are kings, and that satisfies them. Who, I wondered, were the true kings? Or perhaps there were no kings, truly, only the madness of the untended machine. I rose from the bench and walked about the cell. I felt one of the damp walls. I was grateful for the blanket I now had. I went and felt the heavy bars, with the lateral cross pieces, which formed one side of the cell. I gripped them. I was well confined within. I went back to the table. I was a prisoner and a slave. I even wore a steel collar. Yet I was not overly discontent. I was eager to see this world to which I, a man of earth, had been brought as a mere slave. It was my hope that if I obeyed my masters or mistresses, and well pleased them, I might be permitted to live. Why was I not more miserable than I was that I had been brought to gore? I pondered this. Because of the diet and exercise enforced on me in the pens, 
I was now healthier and stronger than I had ever been. Perhaps this had something to do with my feelings. Such homely simplicities as diet, rest, and exercise can often work wonders for one's outlook.